0: How can you be two-faced if you worry? Because you're supposed to have faith in God. And you're supposed to trust Him in every situation. Uh, That your faith ought to be strong even when it's washed in the waters of adversity.
1: Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard, glad you're with us today as we continue our message, Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And Pastor, you point out the fact that we're called to have faith in God, strong faith, to uh, not doubt, but I mean, we all doubt. We all struggle. We know that our faith is not what we want it to be, if I'm going to be real here, I think every single one of us would say that's true. So how do we go about, as we deal with situations related to God's provision and money, how do we go about cultivating a stronger faith in that? Well, I hate to get the Bible in this, Steve, but now a word from our sponsor. Faith comes
0: by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. That's what Paul said in Romans. So if I want to increase my faith, I've got to increase my input and consumption of God's Word because that's where I get the faith. I stand on the Word of God, His revelation. You know my definition, Steve. I'd have you say it along with me. Faith is believing it It is so even when it's not so so, until until it becomes so so, because God God said said so. so. Because faith, gives you insight into foresight like it's hindsight. And I learn how to walk by my revelation and not live by my situation. And my situation says, you know, like Jacob, all these things are against me. No, 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 Jacob, they're not against you. You need to understand When you think things are falling apart, they're really falling in place. And so Psalm 106, he sent Joseph ahead of them, whose feet they put in irons and hurt with fetters. It was painful for him, Mm -hmm. but God did it so he could preserve them with the provisions uh, that Joseph was able to accrue because he became first under Pharaoh. And now they're able to go through seven years of famine because God always provides uh, for his people. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. So what you got to do is get into the word of God. Let the word of God increase my faith and trust in him. And that's why we're going to talk about don't worry, uh, because in that context, he gives us 10 reasons why we ought not worry. And, uh, you know, worry is like rocking in a rocking chair. You got movement,
1: but you don't go anywhere. Sure. Yeah. And I love that picture. It's such a vivid picture there. We're going to look at that today from Matthew chapter six. So if you can grab a Bible and join us there as we continue our message. Why God gave us money. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: Now watch this. I'm going to see who gets it. I'm going to see who gets it. Give us. Now, why us? Why not just me? Because I want him to provide for me. Why give us? Who is the us? Who is it? Body of Christ. Notice that it says our father. So he ain't just mine and he ain't just yours. He's ours. Yeah, yeah, that's good because you can't claim respect the person because he said when you pray, pray corporately. Then give us, forgive us, lead us. Okay, somebody tied together now. Why then, God, if you're providing for my family, I need to include everybody else in my prayers. When God gives me what he gives me, he gives it not just for me, but for me to be a blessing to somebody else. That whenever I think blessing, I ought to think corporate, the body of Christ, because there may be some people in the body of Christ who do not have access to what I have. So then if I got two pair of shoes, James said, and my brother or sister don't have any shoes, and I pray down heaven, oh, hallelujah, so what happens then? He said, what good is your faith? If you don't, if you say, be filled and be warm, I'm going to pray for it. I got a need. And you sitting up there, your, your brother or your sister just told you that they can't make it through the month. And then you've got in your bank account, in your savings, you got $2,500 that's just sitting there. It's just sitting there. And and just so you'll say, he's just preaching it. Uh, We had a person here, uh, an elder and his wife. They're no longer here. uh, But they came to us, and they said, pray for us, Pastor Ford. We're about to lose our house. And we had this house for 27 years. We had to do another finance and blah, blah, blah. And me and my wife went to our savings and emptied it out and gave it to them to save their house. And it ain't the first time. And don't ask me because I got to be led by God. So don't be coming up talking about, <laughs> you know. Uh, but we've, we've done it about three or four times. Said, hey, this is God's money. God, what do you want us to do? And when the Holy Spirit said, you better help him, boom. Amen. So give us. What did Jesus say? In Acts, it, it, it says Jesus said it, but it doesn't tell us in the synoptics or the Gospel of John where he said it. It is more blessed to give then receive now we don't believe that but that's what he said and so he says listen i give you this provision and i want you to know uh, that this provision you know I, i was watching i was watching tv and i watch tv and watch preaching like some of you guys listen to music there's about five or six preachers i really love to listen to tony evans i listen to tony you know, cut my it teeth Tony. All that kind of stuff. So, you know, Charles Stanley. Well, I was watching Andy Stanley. And I noticed this. Uh, of the preachers I like, there's about eight in my top ten. Uh, eight out of my top ten, guess what they're teaching right now? Money. I was like, ooh, I feel so affirmed. Because I know y'all tired of hearing it. <laughs> I felt so affirmed, yes. And Andy Stanley said something, and he put something up. I said, wow. I got to share that. He said, think in terms of three things when it comes to your money. He said, the first thing, since it is more blessed to give than receive, is that you ought to think about giving. We don't think about that first. And of course, we ought to give to God first. We just finished that spiritual worship. But then he said, you know what giving does? And I had to say, man, it's simply profound. He's right. Giving gives you joy. It really does. Yeah, and, and and then he said, and then you've got to save. And, and then he said, guess what? Saving gives you peace. I said, Yes, it does. And then he said this: then you got to learn to live on the rest. He said, because learning to live on the rest gives you freedom. Wow. I said, man, I'm going to share that, and I'm going to give credit where credit due. This was Andy Stanley. Amen. So the first time I give it to you is Andy Stanley. Three months later, as somebody said, a year later, as I always say. (laughs) And so there it is. We're going to roll out this 101080 plan. So, so what do I have planned for you? I done already told you. We're having a Saturday seminar, and we're going to have uh, three people in here who are going to teach you how to flip houses. We got some people in here who, and I made a mistake, I said 550 credit score, it got to be a 580. But then what they're going to do is if you're below 580, they're going to show you how to get your credit score up to 580 so that you could buy your first house. I've got about four brothers who are going to have times where you could come in with your finances and you could sit down with them and learn how to budget properly. Let me show you. I guarantee you, you don't have a budget. Now, how many of you have a budget? Okay, at least a lot more y'all are honest. Now watch those who say you have a budget. Is it written down? Because if it's written down, you don't have a budget. Now, let me ask you the most important question. Do you follow it? Then, then why even have it? If it's not a guide, then why do you even waste your time? You see? And so one of the things that we're going to be doing, and then we're going to teach you about money market. We're trusting that there'll be investment clubs that will spring up all over this church, that will begin to say, we can do this. We can say, because ultimately, I want us to have a credit union. So that whenever you want to borrow the money for the house, you can come to the church and borrow the money from the house. That whenever you're ready to buy your car, that you can come to the church and borrow the money. We start a credit union. And it's not as hard as we think. I'm looking at it. I'm not a financier. I'm a biblicist. And I'm amazed. And then I'm telling you, in my phone right now, I hooked up with a brother and he keeps sending me. Okay, this is what you need to call for this. This is who you need to call for that. This is who you need to call for that. And I'm saying, man, look at it. Look how God is hooking me up. Uh, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake together, shall men give. Unto your bosom. And so, wow, it's amazing uh, what God is doing and what he's able to do. And so we need to know that God is a provider and he provides for us. And so we are told not to worry about our needs. Why? It's God's job to provide. Our job is to work. So in other words, God has not dislocated his support from work. So the Proverbs talks about the slothful person, the lazy person who doesn't want to work. Remember uh, what Paul said? If a man doesn't work, neither should he eat. Why? Because God put dignity in the work. And so he feeds the birds, but he don't drop the worms in their mouth. He gave him a garden. And what did he say? I want you to till it and to keep it. I want you to be a gardener and a guardian. I want you to be a provider and a protector. You got to do something to the ground. And it wasn't until there was sin that he said, now it's going to raise up thorns and thistles. It used to be easy for you, homeboy. uh, But now since you sin, it's going to be a little harder. Because what is sin? Self-inflicted nonsense. That's what sin is. Self-inflicted nonsense. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And then we got the nerve to have an ego about it. What is ego? Edging God
1: out. Love those definitions. Really is helpful to understand sin and ego in uh, that light, isn't it? Well, you're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And we'll get back to that in just one moment. You know, the management of money is just one of the topics Pastor Ford is passionate about. Another would be love, marriage, and relationships. And he's written a number of books on that topic. You can check those out by coming to our website and clicking on the link on the left side of the homepage that says Books by Pastor Ford. You'll see the different titles available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Just come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link Books by Pastor Ford. Well, speaking of him, let's get back to the message. And so what happens here?
0: He's saying, listen, we're told not to worry. Work, don't worry. Get busy. You know what? We had a, a, a policeman's form in here, and we were talking about gangs. And a former gang member came up. He was brought by another preacher. He had on a T-shirt, tennis shoes, and blue jeans. And when he came up, he was tatted up. You know, he had a stud and all of that. So, you know, we were all looking like, what's he going to say? Preacher said, I brought him here because you need to hear his story. He's a gangbanger. He did uh, five and five for manslaughter. Those of you, I don't have to explain that to everybody. Some of us already know what that means. Commit manslaughter, you get 10 years. You got to do five before you can be paroled. So you do five good years, you get five years of parole. He's doing five and five. He came back out, couldn't get a job, couldn't vote, all that stuff. And the average person says, well, I'm going back to crime. He said, you know what? I thought about it. I was there. And he said, I could do something. What can I do? He started his own business. And he's not there anymore. But back when we had this, he was at 87th in the damn rhyme. He said, I went down to City Hall and got me a vendor's license. He said, yeah. He said, no, let me tell you I got the $100 for the vendor's license. I collected cans and metal. And when I got enough to get my uh, bus fare downtown with the $100, I went down and I got me a vendor's license. Uh, then I saved up some more money through some cans and, and some metal and took it to the junkyard, and I got enough money to go down to the wholesale place, and I bought me a box of socks for $200. And I sold that box of socks that I paid for $200. I made almost $2,200 on those socks He said, then I went and bought some more and bought me some T-shirts. He said, I've been doing it for five years. I make about $105,000 a year on 87th and the Dan Ryan selling socks and selling T-shirts and selling other things that I buy from the wholesale place. And I said out loud, man, I'm in the wrong business. (laughs) I need to grab me some socks, Jack. And then he said this, he said, and then one of my friends who got out, who was in the same gang, said, man, I'm going back to slinging drugs. He said, man, guess what? I sleep well at night. I have no police after me. I'm doing it legal. If you will give me two months, I will guarantee you, you'll be able to live and you won't have to do this. And he said, and here he is right here. And this guy had on a suit and stood up. He had given him the two months. He had been doing it a little over a year. And he said, yeah, I'm making about $40,000 a year and I can sleep. I said, you know what I find? People who don't want to do something find an excuse. People who do want to do something find a way. They find a way. God is a provider, and, and what is it? It's God's job to provide. It's our job to work, and, and so here it is. Here it is. Now, in Matthew chapter uh, 6, uh, verses 19 through 34, I'm going to fill these in, and you tell me why God says you not to worry. The word worry is a word that literally means two-faced.
1: And,
0: and how can you be two-faced if you worry? Because you're supposed to have faith in God. And you're supposed to trust him in every situation. Uh, that your faith ought to be strong even when it's washed in the waters of adversity. And I tell you all the time, many of us have a faith that we say is going to get us to heaven. It can't even get us to church on a Wednesday. Got all of you here, praise the Lord. Amen. So let me walk down. Let me give it to you. You're going to have to do your own work now. You're going to have to do your own work. So then 10 reasons we should not worry in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 34. Here it is. Number one, it violates the command of God. So I'll give you the first one in verse 19. It is in the mood of command. He's saying, you do not have an option. I do not want you to worry. Worry shows you don't trust me. Worry shows that you are tore up from the floor of your emotional wreck because of what you think you don't have or what you don't have. And so then, Isaiah 26.3, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on thee because he trusts in you. Number two, it divides our focus. It divides our focus. We should be focused on the gospel-winning souls, and God says, I'll provide the resources when you fulfill my responsibility. Number three, my life is more than physical needs. I want you to go into that text and put the verses beside it, right? So then, uh, number one, you put beside it verse 19, am I right? Yes, okay, and on and on. Number four, you are valuable in God's eyes. God says, the fourth reason I don't want you uh, worrying about your needs and taking care of yourself is because you are valuable in my eyes. How valuable are we in God's eyes? Somebody holler it out. So valuable that he gave Jesus to die for our sins. Amen. Number five, he says, don't worry because it won't change your situation. Number six, don't worry because God will faithfully supply what you need. Number seven, because it demonstrates a lack of faith in God. That when you worry, it demonstrates you have a lack of faith in God. Number eight, it reveals a pagan mentality. It reveals a pagan mentality. What do they worry about? Stuff. They worry about stuff. And they want more stuff. Not satisfied with the stuff that they have. And I already told you. How many kinds of people are there? Three, who are they? The haves, the have-nots, and the have-not paid for what they had. (laughs) Number nine, it brings tomorrow's troubles into the day. And then number 10, it demonstrates a need for recommitment to God and His purpose. So then he says, "Listen, I give you money so you'll have a daily dependence upon me, because it ain't going to last forever." But then secondly, B, to develop a grateful spirit, Matthew 6:11. Matthew 6, 11, development of a grateful spirit. When I give you praise for all that you've provided in your provision, in your pardon, in your protection. Then see 1 Timothy 6, 6 through 8, that what I do then, you give it to me for daily dependence, you give it to me so that I would develop a grateful spirit so that everything I get, I'm grateful for. Uh, then Hebrews 13, 5, we have a desire to live within our means a desire to live within our means. And then finally, we develop a love for God, a greater love. He overwhelms us and we love him more. Mark chapter 12, verses 29 and 30. Mark chapter 12, verses 29 and 30. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, "'Cast all your cares upon him.'" for he cares for you. I want to tell you a story. Some of you heard it before. My wife and I, when we were getting ready to come to the city of Chicago, we didn't know what we were going to do. I told you I was making about $65,000 a year, and that was back in the 80s, the early 80s, 1980, 81, working for Duquesne Light. We had our first home. We were living large. We were balling, shot-calling. Everything was going well. Then God called me. And uh, her mentor is a woman by the name of Shirley Williams. And I was like, all these questions, well, what is he going to do? How are we supposed to live? I just can't pick up him. And she was uh, teaching my wife, and she said, you know I don't teach men because I respect what the Bible says, but you come here, sit down. And she took me to John 10, and she said, I'm giving you and your wife everything you need to go to Chicago. I said, I'm ready for it. She said, here it is. Read those three words. He goeth before. Quit my job on three words from God, he goeth before. Sold my home on three words from God, he goeth before. Packed up my family and moved to the city of Chicago based on three words, he goeth before. And let me just tell you, 36 years later, I can testify, he goeth before. Father, we pray that you'll bless the truth to our hearts for Christ's sake.
1: Amen. Amen. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. You know, if you've missed any previous broadcast in the series, because we've been on this for a little while, if you missed anything, you can always listen to each and every program online. Come to our website. You can stream the program through your computer or mobile device or download an MP3 for free. Get started when you come to treasuretruthradio.org. Well, Pastor Ford's back in the studio with me here. And, pastors, I sit in the Moody Radio studios. I'm just reminded of the legacy of Moody Radio, how God has used Moody Radio for years and years, generations, really, to share the gospel message. Oh, yeah. And you know, we want to see that continue, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we hear from so
0: many listeners who benefit from listening to this teaching ministry. And if you're listening and you're one of them, would you consider paying it forward? Steve talked about the fact that we have a legacy, a long-lasting legacy. And if the Lord has used this program in your life, you can help cover our production costs by giving a one-time gift or becoming a monthly partner today so that we can continue to be here in the future for others who need to hear the truth
1: of God's Word. You can pay it forward right now. Just come to the website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. You're going to see a donate link there. Go ahead and click on that, and that can be a one-time gift, or you can give a reoccurring monthly gift. That really helps us be great stewards of how God is going to bless this ministry financially. So go ahead, Come to treasuretruthradio.org and look for that donate link. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for listening. And thanks also to our Bible teacher, Pastor Ford, and our producers, Amy Rios, and Ryan McConaughey. I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.